Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Loud, loud quiet. quiet. Ooh, empty nester. Okay. What, is that? what does that mean? Yeah, I think that actually probably is the theme of yeah. the empty what? nest. Mm. What are we what doing? Are we doing? Let's do this. Let's do this thing. I don't know if I'm recording. Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, great. Sans Dude. children. Dude. Just us. We need a tissue box up here. To follow along on our journey and maybe, you know, we can learn from others. Yeah. I don't have a clue how to be empty nester. There. This is the loud, quiet, living, living the, the empty, empty nest. nest. Welcome back to another episode of The Loud Quiet. We are on episode 11, and we're so happy to have a set of guests with us that are so important to us. I mean, yes. have been in our lives now for 16 and a half years. I'm glad you could do the math. Yeah. <laughs> I had already done it previously. <laughs> I was impressed on the fly. Yeah, no. So um, we all, there were four couples that moved in, families that moved in at the same time, all across the street, couple doors down, couple doors down. Three of us are still here. And, you know, we have all stayed connected. Our kids are all stair-stepped. So we, when the gills, oh, I guess I should say their name. Sorry, this is Ibby and Jim. <laughs> I thought we were doing like Smartless where it was reveal the guest at the end. Sorry. And yeah. Jim and Ibby Gill. A couple of weeks, so I had to get my guests back on. So yeah, so this is Ibby and Jim Gill. And yes, they live across the street from us kind of diagonally. Um, their son, Dylan, is a year older than Tanner. Then we have their son, Kendall, who's a year older than Tegan. And then, and it was amazing how every one of those four couple, we all had one in every grade from kindergarten to what, I mean, yes, it was crazy how um, that worked out and how they all, I have ton I have pictures that we will be showing that we'll put in the podcast um, of when they did trick or treating together. The one of them in the truck, or they're all in the truck. Um, there's one of Tanner and Dylan over in the field before it was even a house, and so yeah. So we have gone through life together. You know, we our kids were all involved in different things, but we all still have stayed connected. Um, I don't know if you've ever referred, but you know, Jim, it, Jim and Eric, who are other friends down the street, are you know, Rick likes to refer to them as his shovel friends because if anything ever happened and they needed to take care of something, he could call them up and say, "Bring your shovel," and they would be right there. <laughs> so, and we may be editing that part out of the episode. Don't need that to be deposed. But yes, they, they're definitely shovel. So if. Thank y'all for being on the show. Welcome to the Loud Quiet. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Excited. You said sharing life together. And I, so everything you just mentioned is life that we've shared together. What's interesting now is we're sharing a new phase of life, right? Mm -hmm. This empty nest life. And I know that as we get into the episode, we'll be able to talk a little bit about how y'all are sort of empty nest-ish and what that looks like. And that's, I think I'd like to start there is kind of, would you just talk about kind of what your empty nest setup is right now? What's it like? You've got the two boys and what is your empty nest setup today? Sure. So we have two boys. We have Dylan is 22. 
23 next month. Right. 23 oh, next month. Yeah. And Kendall is 19. Ooh, I know. Um, Dylan did a little bit uh, different, different route after high school. He is a mechanic. He went to, mm -hmm. it's called Universal Technical Institute. And he graduated top of his class and he's been working as a mechanic. But as we all know, rent is ridiculous. And so he lives with us. Mm -hmm. So he's living at home, he's going to work and that's kind of where we are. And Kendall is at University of Arkansas. So it's a little bit different dynamic for us. Um, when Kendall left for school, people would say, oh, you know, how is it being an empty nester? And we're like, well, Dylan, really not, but Dylan's, uh, Dylan's arrangement is as I would more refer to it as free food and heat. So this is where Dylan sleep. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I, now, Jim, does that mean that y'all are charging him in the summer for the air conditioning? So he only yeah, gets winter and he has I to mean, pay he for the that, heat. He gets that for free too. So, yeah. um, yeah, Dylan's, Dylan's, a, Dylan's yeah. sort of freeloading right now and, and, and we're letting him. so. It's nice. To well, and, yeah, tell me, oh, so Ibby, tell me about that. You said it's nice to have him there because I think most folks natural, just knee jerk reaction would be, oh, my kid is still here or, oh, their kid is still there. And you said it's nice to have him there. Tell me why. It's, it's just, it's kind of a comfort to know that he's here. And like, if I go to bed and he's mm. home, it's just, it's just a comfort to know that he's home and he's safe and he's under our, our roof and he's here. Um, it's nice, you know, if Jim's right. at work or something happens, you know, like the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I went to try to go to the store on a Sunday morning and my car wouldn't start. So I have a mechanic upstairs who, you know, it's nice. I, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you know, it's nice when mm -hmm. you know, Jim works a lot. So it's, it's nice when he's not home. I have a friendly face that comes home from work and he's not always friendly. He's often grumpy when he comes home from work as we all are. Right. <laughs> so yeah, and if we needed an extra shovel. We'd have Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. I've known him for a long, long time. Yeah. yeah I was thinking about y'all's story and this idea of generations immediately leaving the house is not, it, it may be relatively American or maybe very Western. There's a lot of cultures that have generations living under the same roof. And it probably wasn't too long ago that our generations before us probably had multiple people inside the house so that that comfort level makes a lot of sense what was it like when you came to that realization that that's how it was going to be that it was going to be because first of all it's fantastic that he's going oh, into yeah. a trade school and becoming he, a mechanic yeah. and all that there's so many layers of how that's right because college isn't for everyone and my gosh we need more people in trades and he's probably going to be more successful than any of us on this call and all the siblings involved as yeah. well it, and so that we'll see. <laughs> he's a little, he's a little lazy. The Eagle Scout in him. Yes. I have a lot of faith in that Eagle Scout. Yeah. 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 Dylan has yeah. his own tempo. He's got his own. His metrodome is definitely operating at a different pace than, you know, some other people. So. Yeah. Yeah. And he's always since we've known him yes. though, but he did yeah. well in school. You know, he never he struggled he, in school. You know, he was and very talented in the band. And yeah, yeah. You know. 
So walk me through kind of that moment, because a lot of us that uh, for us, for example, we right now are the traditional empty nest path, right? Our kids go off to something, whether it's whatever it is post high school, our kids have gone off to that thing. In our case, it's two university kids. And then they're gone except for when they're back for summers. What was that like when you came to that realization? Oh, that's not what it's going to be like. He's going to stay home because it does make sense economically for him to stay home. I think for me, it was, it was relief and I, and I'll, and I'll explain why. So like Jim said, he kind of moves to his own tempo. So a story that I always tell about Dylan, whenever we get a little frustrated and I have to tell myself this story often when Dylan, when we were trying to potty train Dylan, Oh boy, you're going to tell about uh, potty training. Oh gosh. So, you, you know, we've all been down the road, right? And sorry, Dylan, he didn't want to do it. He just didn't want to do it. And so we would, I would say, but, you know, Luke goes to the bathroom on the potty and Brayden goes to the bathroom on the potty and whatever. And he just would get, he would say, I don't, and then move on. But guess what? <laughs> it's not like he went to preschool wearing a diaper or kindergarten and wearing a diaper. Yeah. He does right. everything on his own pace. Right. So when Dylan graduated mm -hmm. high school, he really didn't know what he wanted to do. And he felt very down about that and it took almost almost exactly a year for him to finally commit and say that he was going to go to uti oh yeah dylan took a year off he, yeah he took he did a year a, off he and did, did a gap nothing. year he did a gap year and a yeah. gap year that's right there's a better branding for it now yes. it's just a gap year <laughs> no job no nothing he what bus. Oh, he do you think <laughs> ibby do you think because Dylan's core group, a lot of his friends were Mormon and yes. going on their missions, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that that made him, you know, because y'all are not Mormon. Right. So was that a factor you think that, you know, he saw them all going and he still wasn't? And I think it's crazy that a kid has to know what they're going to study by the time they graduate high school anyways i mean we're putting so much pressure on these kids now to have their entire lives laid out but do you think that contributed to it you know i hadn't really thought about it that way but but yeah probably it probably did mm -hmm. and then you know he had one and we also had we had COVID in there so he had one friend who left on his yeah. mission and was only gone a few months and they had to bring him home because of COVID. And so then he had that friend yeah. here while he started yeah. school and that friend was going to school here as well. So yeah, I mean, very well could have been part of that mm -hmm. for sure. It's an I, I, I'm kind of eyebrow raised as you're saying that I hadn't even thought of that. That's an yeah. intriguing thought of if your peer group as this kind of built in, it's not a gap year, but it's something that is a temporary element in whatever they're growing up is going to be. And that peer group does it. Huh. I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah. Like, we may need to look that one up. Let's see if there's a the empty nest ish for a friends of those of the, uh, the Mormon faith. Yeah. So th that's Dylan, right? And, and he's home. And it, I like that you mentioned, you know, that there's actually kind of comfort to that. Jim, I, I sense that there's a little bit of, yeah, but, you know, it's it, it's all right if he finds his own place. Is there a thought of, you know, at some point it's it's time for that place? I, I like him here, too. And she actually pushes more towards where she has her moments where it's time for him to go. He needs to go. He needs to find another place to live. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, I mean, I'm okay with him staying here because... 
you know, that's, right. you know, that's my, my boy. And, you know, I had a different vision mm -hmm. of what it was going to be like him being here. I thought, well, that's my guy. I mean, we're going to happy hour. We're going to go, you know, get some chicken wings and drink a couple of beers. Oh. And, you know, yeah. we're going to go hang out. We're going to do all this stuff, but we don't. I mean, the reality is, you know, we spend very little time together. It's, it is really where he, he comes to sleep and gets up and leaves and, you know, and then sometimes he comes home and then he's, you know, leaves again shortly after that. And sometimes he doesn't come home and sometimes he's, you know, out till, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning or whatever. But I have had, you know, moments where I can pin him down and go hang out with him and go do something. But, um, you know, it's, you know, at that point in time, it's like, you know, I got another guy in the house with me. So, um, you know, I, you know, it's my, it's my boy. He's a man. He's a young man. He's still trying to find his way. And, and I feel like as long as I'm here, I can help him find his way. And if he needs that, and God knows he won't ask for help. So, you know. He's blessed to have parents like y'all because a lot of parents would not be so willing and loving to i think i might be guilty of that like you know oh, get out that that sort of thing i don't mean harshly but just sort of you know move to the next that next phase uh, you for a single kid who has a good job it's still you need like four or five roommates to be able to afford an apartment somewhere it's crazy i have no idea how kids are going to be buying yeah. houses I, I have no idea I, we've talked about the incredible appreciation in our neighborhood yeah. and i don't know how anybody buys a starter home when it starts yeah. at a five six seven eight i've got a friend that i yeah. work with and he recently retired and he has uh, i think ryan's probably 27 or 8 now and ryan basically lived at home until he was probably 25 26 and um mm. you know instead of charging him well, they did charge them rent. They charged them rent, but they basically put the money in a savings account for them. And, you know, I used to always give Roddy a bunch of trouble because, you know, he's like, well, I put some money in Ryan's, you know, checking account because he doesn't make enough money to do anything. And, and uh, you know, he recently did move out. And when he did move out, well, his mom and dad were paying half the rent. And I was like, what, you know. I, I don't necessarily know that I'm on board with that either. You know, like I will definitely help my kids within any means possible, but I'm not going to pay their rent. Um, if that's the case, then you're just sitting here. And when you get sick of our rules and the way we live and, you know, and, and you can't abide by the rules of the house, then yeah, then get out and go do your own thing. You'll have to, you'll figure it out at that point. In time. Yeah. You don't like it, you know, and, and when it's not comfortable for you here anymore, we unfortunately make things very comfortable for our kids. So, because that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to rat her out. I think we're all guilty. Does, yeah. Still my baby. I think I all of us have. Yeah, he's still yeah. growing up in Frisco. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, y'all also have, y'all got two really good stories good. involving your kids that I think people will be interested in and people have been in both boats. So, so you also have Kendall, who is a sophomore, um, but decided to transfer schools after his freshman year. So how did that, how, tell us how that made you feel, how, you know, I'm sure there was some nervousness and anxiety and how was that transition? Well, anyone that's sent away <laughs> from college, um, the first year, <laughs> You had all those emotions the first year 
and then we get to do it a second year. Um, yeah. uh, year he was close <laughs> enough. He was only 30 minutes away. So he could come home every weekend, which he did. And, you know, although Kendall different from Dylan is very independent, but he did come home a lot. And some days, some weekends he would come home and then not even spend the night and go back that night. Um, just go hang out with some friends or whatever. So we had him here and that was, you know, that was easy because we never missed him. And so the first year was like, yeah, he's gone, but you know, he's only 30 minutes away. And I told her when we, when we did that, you know, okay, he's going to college, send him off, say goodbye and let's go. You can see him whenever you want. And now he's five hours away. And we did that, you know, second time around saying goodbye to a kid. Only this time, it's like, we haven't seen him in how many weeks? We haven't seen him since we dropped him off. Yeah. So since August. Yeah. 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 How does, so that's a, how does that feel? Cause this is the first of your children that, that, that is what you're experiencing, that they've been gone for this long. Yeah. What are you feeling mom and dad? It's weird. It's, it's, it's weird not to see him. And, and, you know, we talk to him pretty often. And when we, you know, usually when he calls, I'll talk to, he'll call me like in the middle of the afternoon and we'll talk for like an hour and a half. And he said last week when he called, he goes, I really think I took, took for granted being able to see you every weekend last weekend, last year. And oh, so sweet. And he's, he's very smart. He's very outgoing. So he knew when we toured University of Arkansas, he knew, he knew that he liked that school a lot. But he said, as we were kind of walking around campus and stuff, he goes, I think I'm going to get homesick here. And I said, you probably will, but that's part of going to school is, you know, how do you cope with being homesick? How are we going to cope with, with missing you? And, you know, he just kind of, he kind of did it. So it's, it's, I think it's good that we haven't seen him for that long because he was kind of forced to be, to, to be able to figure yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping him yeah. off, like Jim said, it was like ripping off a bandaid all over again. We you know we left him someplace where he didn't know, <laughs> he didn't know anybody and yeah. his roommates hadn't moved in yet. So we're leaving him in an empty apartment and his roommates hadn't moved in yet. And then oh, wow. for a couple of days later. So yeah. he was just by himself. So, mm. uh, I don't think I realized that when I knew y'all moved him in before the roommates showed up. Yeah. I don't think I realized that yeah. when y'all left, yeah. the roommates still weren't mm -hmm. there. That yeah. must have felt really uh, severe. I'm just uh, abandoning my baby, even though that's uh, clearly he, not the case. He tried his hardest to keep us there as long as he could. I mean, he kept finding a reason. Yeah. Uh, he's like, "What? You guys are leaving?" We're like, "Yes, you're going to orientation. We we're not going with you to orientation. You." are doing this you'll be fine and so all we were trying to do was get to the lake in missouri and we couldn't get we couldn't get out yeah. we like, all right, it's time to go so when he comes home for christmas and then when he goes back that was almost harder for me with tanner and I haven't done it yet with Tegan, then it was dropping them off because you just got them back and you're back in your groove and then they get back, you know, ours get back on the plane and go back to Arizona. So yeah, that was almost a harder feeling than leaving them the first time. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Hmm. I'm, just, I'm trying to think back to that time 
and I'm, I'm, I'm immediately going jokey. I don't really remember that time, but I've got to imagine there was a part of me. I'm going to just speak of me, not of us. That was ready for him to go back because there's also the he's That's living funny. a college lifestyle yeah. in a non-college house. That is true. And yeah. all right, go live your college lifestyle yeah. where I don't know <laughs> that yeah. you're living your college lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but Kendall's, when are y'all going? Y'all going next in the weekend. next couple of weeks? Next weekend. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was coming up. Okay, good. But that, you mentioned the lake house. And I want to... We've talked a lot about kids, but the reality is the empty nest is about us, right? Let's be selfish for a second. It's about <laughs> us as the parents. And we, Clancy and I have talked about this on a show before where I know I had a mental disconnect between becoming an empty nester and retirement. And I thought that by the time that I got to be empty nest, suddenly it's just freedom and everything is great and we get to do whatever we want. And then the reality of, oh, wait. I still have a job yeah, we still have to work and we still have to work and we still have commitments here that aren't the, the same freedom. Have y'all felt that as well as you're thinking about, you know, what retirement looks like and the emptiness now, are you feeling some of that disconnect between freedom and tied to your job? Well, cause one of us in this group is getting close. <laughs> not, not anyone over here. <laughs> well, I may be getting close. Yeah. I'm sick of it, but yeah, somebody's getting close to retirement. So talk about that as you think about empty nest and retirement and what's that oh, like? Subscription change. He has this huge smile on his face. <laughs> I see happy Jim. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, um, I, I haven't divulged a, some people at work know the date. Those are my, closer internal work people that I, you know, they want to know and I let them know. And then the general population at work just knows I'm retiring sometime in 2024. And those who were smart enough to figure it out had realized that, um, and I go by Vinny at work, that Vinny hasn't, um, Vinny hasn't bid any leave, any vacation time past the 4th of July. So those those that have been able to actually piece that together and figure it out have realized that. And to quote a Seinfeld episode, it would be the summer of uh, George, but only the summer of Jim. Um, I can't even imagine what the summer of Jim is going to look like. This is going to be amazing. Let me, yeah, let, and let me tell you, the person sitting next to me is has no interest in seeing what the summer of Jim looks like. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about individual interests and the like here in a second. Yes, I can imagine that there's some uh, some uh, divergence between what the summer of Jim is going to be for the both of you. You're feeling that, but you're still in the midst. So you've got this blend of empty nest and retirement. How is that affecting you today? You've got this vision. You've got, in fact, a date, and you can tell me later if I need to bleep that out, but you've got a date in mind. What does this look like for you now when you think about kind of your day-to-day? -day? How does that feel? Uh, I, you know, because I've worked shift work for 30 years, um, you know, with my line of work, mm -hmm. has, you know, no way around that. You're, you know, you're a shift work person, so um, I have awful, you know, sleep habits, and and so for me, it looks like, you know, I, I always tell her, I said, well, I'm at least taking, you know, the five months or whatever it is between my last day of work and when I'm actually technically going to be retired um, to just, I want to say do nothing. And I'm sure she says you won't last long doing nothing. You'll be bored, but. You guys know him. 
Yeah, right, Jim. Yeah, my answer to that is always, well, I want to see what being bored feels like. Like, I want that, um, you know, mm -hmm. I want to run out of, you know, things to do and then see what happens. And when I say things to do, I'm not talking about work around the house and stuff like that, because, you know, she's done all the work around the house and, and I've basically done nothing. Um, uh, you know, I, my, I, I went to work and then, you know, so anyway, I have things that I like to do and I'll, I'll do some of those, but, you know, right now for the last couple of years, I've only had one day off a week. And, you know, when that day comes, I don't want to do anything. Um, I literally don't want to do anything. That's Taco Tuesday for us, by the way, that, you know, that um, that's the day off. So we try to do Taco Tuesday or at least have a date night on that night. And, um, you know, most of the time, you know, I, I barely get a chance to get a one decent night sleep. And then, you know, I'll sit around in my pajamas for the first four hours of the morning and, I go back and forth from what I call the studio. I play the guitar for a little bit. Then I go back out and watch some more TV and sit on my iPad. And then I play the guitar again. And, you know, maybe I sit by the pool, you know. And, and just listener realize Jim is in an incredible, not only is he working six days a week, he's in one of the most like scientifically one of the most stressful jobs there is. He's a, he works for the FAA. It is arrivals at DFW. Is that correct? Jim, do um, I have that right? We do arrivals anymore, uh, in just, the Dallas we area. Okay. We do the whole thing. It, but running air traffic control for one of the world's most busiest districts. So to what you're describing, I can see why retirement uh, is something you are eagerly awaiting. And that one day off is such a delight. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have really had to your entire the t entire time we've known you. Y you know, y'all are constantly having to adjust schedules and change things. But I will say, and I give y'all props, one thing y'all were really good about is like, you guys, on whatever day Jim had, all, you know, y'all did go to dinner, go to, you know, Taco Tuesdays, go, y'all have done a good job, I think, of still maintaining your relationship outside of the craziness of having to readjust schedules all the time. Was that a conscious choice? Because I agree with Clancy. I've admired that. Uh, I'll see the post. It you know for a while there, it seemed like y'all were at Union Bear. Now it's other places, but it does seem like y'all have definitely focused on that moment when that moment occurs to spend that time together. Was that a conscious choice? Did you fall into it? How did this come about where you were doing that and focused on those date moments? I think when she gets sick of cooking dinner for me, we just decide it's time yeah. to go out and. Uh... Mm. <laughs> no, I think, I think it is, for me, it's more of a conscious thing. It's like, let's get away from the house mm -hmm. and away from the phones and the iPads and the TV and do something else. We have limited time. So let's go and let's do it. We spent so many time, so much time with kids. You know, we had, we had one that played competitive baseball. And so he was going one direction and then, and while the other one was going on a camp out for scouts. And so we spent so much time dividing and conquering that, you know, it's nice to, to find the time to do it together and, you know, do that. Well, and y'all do, y'all do Disney a lot because mm -hmm. be, are you going to continue your job when he retires? I mean, cause you can do yours from 
I oh did. my gosh. And you have a lot of perks with yours. Yes. My plan is to continue because it's a very rare occasion to find a place that you work where you thoroughly enjoy the people that you work with. And I work with an amazing group of mm -hmm. people and I'm not, I don't, I don't want to give that up. You know, they're, they're good people. They're, yeah. Right. You know, they're fun to travel with. They're fun to be with. They, we've been together to through tears, through laughter, through hurricanes, you know, through all of it. So um, I plan to continue. So we'll see how it works. Um, I have a lot of time now when the house is quiet. And so it's nice. I can, I can work um, on the one day off that he has. Sometimes those days get a little louder than others. And it makes it a little more challenging <laughs> on a phone call, but uh, we'll see how it goes moving forward. But no, I mm -hmm. plan to continue doing what I'm doing because I enjoy it and I enjoy the people I'm with and I enjoy the perks that come with it. Maybe would you say, because I do want folks to know, to let folks, and we'll get this in the show notes. You, you are a travel agent. Mm -hmm. I know that you have a Disney focus, but would you just describe what you do and we can make sure because folks reach out to Ibby if you need some, uh, some guides with this, Thank but tell you. us a little bit about your, your specific focus. Yes. So, uh, I work for a travel agency that specializes in Disney destinations. And so that means some people think, oh, Disney world, Disneyland, but they don't realize that Disney also has, a, a adventures by Disney, which is like a group travel, which are very nice. Mm -hmm. Also, they also have a resort in Hawaii, Alani. So I can do all of those. Mm -hmm. So I plan those, anybody that's going to a park or anything like that, I plan start to finish anything that they want, dining, all of that. Um, at the same time, I also do some administrative work for the agency. So I get to do a little bit of both, but uh, yeah, I get to help people make magic happen. Aw. <laughs> well, we'll I'll, we'll definitely get that in the show notes. Yeah. So, folks, if you have a Disney appetite and or, or anything, a, yeah, yeah reach out to Ibby. Absolutely, mm -hmm. I think that's interesting. And I know we're we're getting along in time, but there's I have more questions I want to ask y'all. And and it is, I, I'm going to ask like five things at once, and I'll let y'all kind of parse out how you want to approach that. But Jim, you're looking to a retirement date that's coming up. Ibby, you're intending to continue that working element of that. And so, and we talked about the date night where there's the element of focused of being together. There's something that y'all are building in this empty nest where it's the, the living life together, the dating together, but also developing your independent elements as well. Jim, with your guitars that aren't on screen, and by golly, I wish we could show them because it's a phenomenal set that you have there. Ibby, with what you're doing and what you're focused on, how... Let me ask one question, but really with all those five themes in there, how are y'all balancing and visualizing balancing being together, but then also developing your independence in this empty nest phase? Oh, that's a really tough question there, isn't it? Um, I think- <laughs> Well, especially I think since I've layered several things in there. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna struggle a little bit more than me um, because I just kind of just do whatever I hate to say it, do whatever I want. I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I married my high school sweetheart, so I assume she married hers, but, mm. um, so I don't know that we <laughs> sometimes don't have to work too hard at, at being together. Mm. And maybe, maybe that's not always a good thing. Um, so I don't know. I, it's, that's a tough question. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's important to have um, some interest so that you have something to do that you don't necessarily always have to be um, in the same room with each other and always have to be doing the same thing. Um, I think she needs a little bit more of that so that she's not always at the house. And I have work right now. So right now, and I, I tell the guys at work that, that this will be a struggle for me for sure because, you know, I go to work sometimes because it's safer there for me. Um, you know, and, and I hate to say it like that because I'm, I work in a, in a world where my job is providing safety. I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm, like you said, I'm an air traffic controller. So, um, my main job is providing safety. Um, so it seems like it's my safe place. I, and I, and, and I comment to her all the time. I always say, well, I guess I'll just go to work because, you know, that's, you know, I hate saying all I'm good at, you know, it's like, I go to work because I spend so much time there. Um, and it's, it's my second home really. And the guys at work, um, they know, you know, they're like, dude, you need this. I'm like, I yeah. need it to a certain point, yeah. you know, but I'm, you know, <laughs> you, you have, you have that camaraderie with their, with, with, with your team, you know, cause I have, I have a team, it's my group. So that's the hard part. I think, you know, is that you won't have that. So I'll be stuck here with her. Um, on a full-time basis, I think that'll be the hardest part. So, um, so yeah, I'll lock myself in my room and I'll make a lot of noise in the house and, you know, wait for summer so that I can go outside and sit by the pool. It's going to be an adjustment. Yeah. We don't know what it looks like to be real. Yeah. To, you know, to be real honest, we don't know what it's going to look like. Because he works so much, it's going to be kind of trying to figure that out again, being together. Like, you know, we're just, we don't see yeah. each other that much now, you know, he goes to bed early on the weekends. And so it'll just kind of be, we'll have to kind of figure it out. I think. It does sound like it's a different layer of empty nesting. Like a couple has to figure out how to be without kids. And then a couple has to figure out how to be without a career. Mm -hmm. And I know we're not there yet. Um, with your permission, I'd like to have you all on the show. Uh, let's see, July 4th. How about <laughs> September 18th of 24? And let's see what that looks like. From the pool the, or from the boat? From the pool. <laughs> yeah, y'all will be at the pool. That's right. We'll still be working. Yeah, that's right. Come to the lake with us and we can yeah. do it on scene at the lake. Yeah, there you go. Be your first on scene Ooh. at the lake. We've talked about that. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I do like that idea. And I, I like how y'all have that vision of what that looks like. It, I, Clancy and I started this podcast because we, well, one, wanted something to do in the emptiness phase, but two, we purposely want to learn from others. And listener, that's you too. So let us know what you know about being an empty nester and questions you have. But just like today, getting to learn from you, Ivy and Jim, how y'all are approaching this completely different style of empty nest. And we're going to be watching from the other side of Crazel Green to see how you are navigating that post-retirement world as well. It's going to be fascinating to watch, and we're going to learn a lot from you. And yeah. thank you for being our teachers, even though you didn't intend to be. Yeah, it's been good, you guys. Great guests. I mean, I really think that a lot of people can relate yeah. to all the different scenarios that you know we all are in, and especially y'all having two distinct things that you know your kids past that your kids have gone down and so yeah i think i we really appreciate y'all 
being on today. And it's been another episode of The Loud Quiet Living, Living the Empty Nest. nest.